This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of NRL Boom Rookies. I'm your host as always, my name is Dale. Just another week in the, you know, land of heaven. Alongside me as usual... Mac Barngard, welcome to the yep. show. The, la- the land of lime milk and honey, as yeah, they say. And, uh, and speaking of lime milk and a man who is a bit of a honey, it's Nick Campton. Up the milk. Uh, That's how- replacing hello, just so everybody how was it, knows. How was everybody's weekend? <laughs> Dale, it was so <laughs> sick. It really was. Uh, it really was. Matt? Um, Moving on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Canberra, 16. South Sydney, 10. We've got to discuss it. It's the game of the year. Do you think we have to discuss one of the preliminary finals in our rugby league podcast? I say we discuss every single minute, like individually. Uh, this podcast is going to go for three and a half hours. So How long do you think in. a game goes for? Well, we've got to discuss it. You know? We've got to break it down. Um, as as you guys might have known, there was a bit of a boom rookies road trip down there. Um, the three of us all went down. Harry Ramage, occasional co-host, he came down. Matt Coleman, I think he's been co-host. He, he has. has. He has. Twice. He came down. There might have been other people. Oh, there, yeah. There was a mate of Bungard's, improbably named Imran Khan. The greatest fan, Imran Khan. Yeah. Um, and we all loaded up the jalopies and flew down the Hume and met up with some likely types down there, went to the game. It was incredible. Mm. Um, all the stuff that you that you see about, that you've seen and read about the atmosphere and it all came through on television, being there was something else. Um, I don't mean to get emotional or hyperbolic or anything like that. Honestly, one of the best nights of my footballing life. Yeah, being down there for that game. Oh, and and I mean, like I'm not a, a as hardcore a Raiders fan as you, but obviously we know that they're my second team, and it was the best night of sport that I've ever been to in Canberra. And I, I don't. I'm think, glad I, everyone had a great time. I don't think that's that's being hyperbolic as well. Um, how how was your night, mate? It was. I mean, this game's going to stick with me for a long time. Souths blew this. Mm. They should have won this game comfortably and they lost. It was almost a mirror image of... Not a mirror image because that would be the reverse. It was almost a carbon copy of last year's prelim against the Roosters where Souths had all the ball and just couldn't crack the line and end up losing to an incredibly fluky try. Um, uh, it was very upsetting. I mean, there were positives, obviously. Checked off the last stadium in my... Uh, New South Wales slash ACT footy stadium oh, bucket. Have been That's good. For yep. that, yeah. So that was a good positive for I me. Think that was actually in the program um, notes. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, met a couple of our Canberra-based listeners who were lovely, yeah. and um, yeah, had a good, had a good, has good a time as you can have. Uh, Watching your team season fall apart before your eyes. Yeah, I mean the whole thing sucked. The only thing that it really hit me the next day when I saw that photo of John Sutton, sort of like crying on the ground. That that fucking sucked. Uh, well, just one more thing before we get into the actual like footy part of this. I said this on the night, but I think it, it bears repeating. For maybe like an hour to an hour and a half after this game, the like all I was saying was, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. An hour and a half? Happened. You were making phone calls the next morning, and all you were saying to people was, I can't believe it. To, yeah. Which prompted me and Coleman at one point, the two South fans in the church, to be going, you'd think after 55 fucking phone calls, this prick would start to believe it. Well, no, it, no the phone calls were, I can't believe it. The boys were so brave. Can't believe how good they were. I can't believe it. Mm. That was like the... That, I had I had many, many conversations like that. Um, anyway, on the on the, the taxi from the game to the pub, something I was, I was thinking a lot about how, um, how, how some teams, I think, and some fans can take these sort of moments for granted a little bit. 
when it's been so long since your team's been in a grand final and they've never made a grand final camper for as long as I've gone for them. I missed out on the, the glory years and all that and I came in a little bit later. There are times when you think it's never going to happen. You know what I mean? Even though it's a salary cap league and, it, and it's all based around parity and every team has its time and all that. Like there have been a lot of times where I've at, at low moments where I've thought, well, what if Canberra never do it? What if Canberra never make a grand final? What if I never see them in one? Because it can happen. It happened in North Sydney. North Sydney won two premierships in 1921 and 22. They made a grand final in 1943, and that was it. Yep. For 70 years, that was it. And then they died, and then that was it. And they're gone forever now. And there's a whole generation of Bears fans. You could be a Bears fan who was 50 to 60, like between 50 and 60 when they got knocked out, and you'd never seen them in a grand final. Mm. You know, So these things can happen. So when something like this happens, and your team makes it, and they don't just make it, they make it on a night where it felt like everything was for them, you know what I mean? Because it was it was at home and it was sold out and there was such an incredible... Like, we were only in the city for, like, maybe half an hour before we headed out to the ground. But the the, the vibe around the city, the, the mood of it, you know what I mean? I, I was working that day and Harry came around to pick me up before we headed down and I threw my jersey on and just walked from, from my work building to the pub, which is 20 metres down the road wearing my jersey and three people stopped me to say either you know up the Raiders up the milk or tonight's the night and that was in Sydney you know what I mean it, it, and with, with due respect to South it, it did feel like it was all about Canberra mm. and it's one of those ones if they hadn't won this game and made the grand final this year like this they might have never done it yeah you know what I mean? And I've got goosebumps talking about it. And we'll talk a lot about the grand final. And if they lose the grand final, like that'll fucking suck and that'll really hurt me. But I'll always I'll always have that night. I'll always have that feeling with about two minutes left when the boys were home and I knew and I knew they were gonna make it. And it's it's them playing in a grand final and maybe winning a grand final. I wrote this today. It's it's what I have dreamed of for as long as I've had dreams. Mm. It's the fir- it's one of the first things I can ever remember really really wanting. You know what I mean? I've wanted it to- at times. I've wanted it so much. It scared me how bad I wanted it. And and it, and it's and it's finally happened. And they're finally going to get a chance to do it. And yeah, it was just really overwhelming. I'm so glad I was there. I was so glad you boys were all there because um, you really you guys really added to the whole moment and the whole trip and. Yeah, it was just it was just really great. When the pimps in the crib, ma, drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. I think how many times after the game did I curse Corey Allen's name? Many times, but he kind of deserved it. Yeah, so that's drop it like it's hunt. Let's move on. <laughs> it's it's one it's one of those things. I actually liked all the other changes that Souths made. I really liked Ethan Lowe starting on that right edge. I thought he shored them up very well defensively. I don't think it's a coincidence that Reynolds and Gagai both tackled much better with Lowe next to him as opposed to Burgess. I liked Burgess in the middle because I thought he gave him a lot more um a lot more thrust and a lot more punch. And I think without him there <laughs> hey, oh, without him, Canberra might have completely run over the top of him. As it was, South, I actually, I thought, got the better of the middle man-to-man and might have dominated it were it not for Josh Papali, who played one of the one of the great front-rowers games in this one. I could not believe how good he was. I, it doesn't quite have the numbers as some of Tal Malolo's best efforts, 
but I, I, I'm tempted to put this up there with it because he played 71 minutes in the middle, which is much, much more than he's used to. He usually plays 53, 54 minutes. And they needed, they needed a big play down a man, and he provided it with the try. And there were so many times in this game when they were, the camera trapped down their own end, second or third tackle, not making many metres, and Papali would bust through for 12 metres and get a quick play of the ball when it looked like South were going to get the, the yardage ascendancy. I... I've, he's been their best player all year, but he went to another level in this game. And yeah. I, I listened to the commentary, and they're all saying it's the best game he's ever played, and it was the best game he's ever played. Yeah, he was awesome. Uh, it was, it's no coincidence that the really the only time I felt like we were really truly on top was when he was off the field and when Dunamis Louie made a couple of mistakes. Oh, Dunamis Louie. He probably would have got this award had South won the game. But he, he didn't have a great one. But um, Great at training, though. I'm sure he was. But, um, Scored that one try against West. <laughs> how do you? How are you not prepared for the strips? The four strips. I was quite surprised. I was surprised. Um, not surprised that it worked once because anyone can get done once. But for it to happen three times, Hodgson getting two of them, you should know. You should know at this point. Four, on, four times. They're just lucky on that one 10, got on, on his ten or fifteen meters. Yeah, they yeah. were. They were. I think there were two when Souths were in the attacking twenty. Well, the yeah. Solly Isle stripping Gaming Cook was the most angry I've ever been at a single rugby league play. Yeah. Like, what What are you doing? Well, talk me through, Damien, what you thought of Damien Cook in this one. Because I was yarning to a few South boys I know at the pub after the game, and they were very um, harsh in their assessment. Yeah, I was one of those said boys who was harsh in Oh, no, assessment. these were two separate South boys. Oh, well, yeah. This has been a little bit of a problem. Now, there's two years in a row where he's really struggled in a, in a prelim. And it's not that he can't play in big games, because he's been outstanding in State of Origin. So, yeah, I just felt like he made the like. It, what's been the best part of his game is that he usually knows exactly when to run and when to when to give the ball, and it doesn't seem like he did that a lot in this game. It seemed like he kept making wrong decisions. There was there was that really poor kick that he did. He just couldn't. That was that was a backbreaker because Cam- that was when shit. Canberra were down a man. That was, I'm pretty sure that was the set after uh, Nickel Clogstad got Sinbin. It was, and I know Reynolds got caught on the fourth, but even so, you've got to come up with something. Better you just than kick that. The ball. Yeah, even in, even in, even just like if get it down there. even, even just if they just tackles. even if they just ran it yeah. and pinned them down there with the turnover, yeah. that's not a great outcome, but it's an acceptable one. And mm. um, such a bad kick like that, uncontested. Like Croker, Croker literally said to take a step back, and it's in the end goal. Terrible. And, and, that, and that's when they flew up the field and scored the. And people the go, oh, try. it's not his fault if the middle gets dominated. But did the middle get dominated? I, I didn't. Th- I don't like think I said, they I did. I didn't think so. South outgained Canberra in metres by a, yeah, a lot. Yeah, I thought Papali, Papali was great, of course. I yeah. thought Soliola was, was very strong with his carries, but mm. the rest of them, not as much. I don't tell, like, Tapanay, I don't think, made made more than... I think Tapanay made less than 50 metres. Yeah. Horsberg was the right. only one who even looked kind of effective. So yeah, he, South he had, quite the, well. I had the run of it. If I, was, if I was assessing Cook, I would say that he looked indecisive. There were yep. times when he t- there was a quick play the ball and he'd kind of take off, but instead of just either going or looking for support... He kind of got trapped between the two. Mm. You know what there I mean? There were a few times where he'd, he'd go to make a quick run, kind of get past the ruck, and then be like, all right, now I've got to, now I've got to offload it. And people are five metres behind him because yeah. they haven't gone with him. Because yeah. they're like, oh, he's just going to run into the space. Yeah. And then he gets tackled. And then you're like, oh, well, okay, so now we've... Let's say we're on third, for example. Oh, we're on the third and we need a, we need a dummy half. Our dummy half's just been tackled. It puts you puts you back and you've got to kind of... You've got to have somebody in there to make the decision if you're in midfield. Mm. And obviously, you've got two 
relatively, you know, you've got two good halves. I don't think we should gloss over that. They're both well, Co- rel- Cody Walker, I thought, had his best game it was, he was in fantastic. several months. He was terrific. But if you put somebody in there in that instance who is, whether it's a third or fourth, they've got to make that decision which way they're going to play, etc., etc. It puts you back. It, it effectively puts you forward to tackle, but back in uh, like back in momentum. And I know you don't like that word, but you don't have that kind of same kind of thrust as you would yeah. going in off a quick play of the ball, Cook going forward, getting another quick play of the ball, keeping on roll, almost like a pick and roll. That that was one of my big criticisms. And as you said, they're like some of his decision making with ball in hand was like, man, no, no good. Oh, well, just, just you, you. We've just come to expect better. That's all. Yeah, that, and that's yeah, that's and a, I think the reason the expectations that, are so high yeah. is because we know he's so good. It's a hope that kills you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, uh, one more, one more thing just before we move on. Um, I thought, apart from the misread on the Dane Gagai try, which I think was a, a a failure of the entire edge, Jack White and, and Jared Croker's defence was really, really good. Croker was. In particular, I thought really, really good. Yeah, like Croker's kick chase, his energy on those kick chases. He put on a couple of shots, which he doesn't normally does. He killed a few guys. Yeah. Killed a few guys. Like really shut down some raids. For, like his defense is always criticised. Sometimes I think unfairly, but I thought he really stood up in this one. And White and Sam Burgess was picking out White a lot when he was sort of trying to run a little bit wider. And White and I don't know if there's another five eight in the comp who could have hung with Burgess physically the way White could. Uh, you know? Lachlan Lewis. Sorry, apart from Lachlan Lewis, <laughs> who is the owner and proprietor of Burgess Brothers Limited. Uh, yeah, and as you said, I mean, we've we've spoken about it before, not necessarily with you here, but we have spoken about it before that people don't think that Croker is a good captain because he does not lead by example. He's not the yelling and screaming, making big hits, etc., oh, etc. Et Bane of my fucking life are Raiders fans who say he doesn't rev them up behind the post. But, like, as, you, but as you say, like you don't have to be a leader like that. It's making those kind of like... 1% plays, being the first person down there after a kick or the, the kick that, like, Cook's kick that he, talk, uh, that he took. Mm. If he's not in the right position, like, single plays like that inspire a team. Like, I can do that kind of thing, you know, whether it's a I first, mean, first you kick. you would have down. caught that fucking I know, kick. I know, but, like, he, he's got to be in the right position to make that to make the catch, for I'm example. I'm still angry about it. Okay, I have to, and I don't blame you. What a <laughs> shit kick. It was terrible. There, it was training. There's, no, was there's no player I'm at the Raiders. I'm happy for all of them, of course, always. There's no player I'm happier of. I'm happier for to, to play in this grand final than Jared Croker, because yeah. he he cop, he cops it a lot from his own fans, who which I hate and I will always hate and I will always stand up for him. And now there's only there's only going to be a handful of guys who have captain Canberra in a grand final. One of them's Mel Meninga, one of them's Dean Lance, and one of them's going to be Jared Croker. And that's something that you know all that bullshit, oh, move him onto the wing, <laughs> oh, he's not a good captain. Well, all that all that shit can fuck off now, man, because he's in a goddamn fucking you're, final. You're a big superstition guy, as most of our listeners should know. Yes. Um, tell us what the woman behind you did with 15 minutes to go. If, oh, my God. Now, this... I, I've re- I, I, really, I really like Canberra as a town. Um, I really like the whole experience of going to the ACT. This nearly put me off entering the territory for the rest of my days. So, maybe like... 68, 69th minute. Yeah, when we were Canberra's, tw- just 12 minutes ago. Yeah, when Canberra's down on the attack. Just before the intercept. Just before the intercept uh, where Nickel Clodstack got sin-binned. The woman in front of us is buying grand final tickets and she's a Raiders fan. And I, fe- I said to her, what the hell are you doing? She said, oh, they're going to win. I've got to get the tickets now. And I, I thought my face was going to fall off, like- honestly. <laughs> and then 30 seconds later, Reynolds takes the intercept. 
Chance takes him down, gets bent. And when that happened, I thought, we're going to lose. This is we're gonna lose, and it is this woman's fault. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part is you would have held her and the, personally and the responsible. Thing was, like, we, we're, we, you know, they they obviously they they scored, they the the bunny scored late, and obviously the game was gone by that point. But it got to full time, and fuck shit, it, <laughs> you and Coleman. Both just like, you can get your tickets now. There's no tickets left. <laughs> They've gone off sale. She roasted us, yeah. Yeah, I knew that was yeah. going <laughs> when, She was when, lovely, though. She, when, you know, she, she, uh, she was there with her kids. So yeah, everyone was, was having good. a good time. It was good. It, good it, was, it was a there very good there vibe. Actually, there were actually a lot of kids there for a Friday night, which I thought was, which I thought was and, great. And there was I, a little... Little Tucker behind us who started crying a little bit when they won. And, and as, there was a big Tucker in front of him that started crying. And so. as, yeah, I, was. As, I said, <laughs> as I tweeted, like the the the, mo- the Raiders winning was great, but Coleman turning around and telling that kid, "You don't this, you're not going to see this every year. Like yeah. drink this in." Yeah. And this kid would have been, I said, I tw- I said four, but like you know, less than it would have been six or seven or eight. Ten, he would he would wouldn't have been ten young years young old. kid. No and after he had been fi- finished dabbing on Coleman, which was another great highlight. But like to say to the, to to have the pe- to have the sense of mind and all of the kind of maelstrom that was going on to just turn around to this kid and be like, D- you may never experience this again. Yeah. Drink up, this son. in. It was it was quite touching, and I think the kid's parents, apart from being worried about this strange <laughs> South Sydney fan talking to their son. Um, I, I thought it was quite nice and it kind of typified like as much as the result sucked for you like it was a good it was a good evening like it was a good there was no malice yeah. the people who were next to us the South two South South fans next to me of course they smoke bombed but like they were fine like yeah. it, I think that if there if there is a town in which you're going to lose a game in which you're going to lose a prelim it you know yeah. there are worse places to well, lose the only the only thing I saw all night that sort of goes against that is when we're at the pub after the game and it was getting pretty late. I think it was about two o'clock in the morning and there was some uh, some dickhead who'd been hassling these South fans that were sitting next to us, been hassling them all night, like just carrying on like a moron. And then eventually one of the South fans just said, well, man, why don't you just fuck off? Like, what are you doing here? And the guys pushed him and they've sort of like dusted up a little bit and security's come and dragged him out and thrown him out. And then... Someone's explained what happened to the security guards, and they've let the South guy back in. Mm. It's just like in Sydney, this wouldn't have happened in a million years. Yeah, well, in Sydney, like, so would have all been, been in you bed. Also, yeah. but you wouldn't been been drinking at three o'clock in the morning. Well, that's true. That's mm. true. But it was just, yeah, it was just sensible like, refereeing. Sensible refereeing. They just let the game flow. Well, Common you're sense decision. It was rubbish to the face. <laughs> it was, it was a bit of rubbish you. to the face. Um, um, do we want to talk about the other game? There was another game. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Uh, alrighty. Eastern Suburbs fourteen, Melbourne six. In uh, the the game that had to happen. I was I I was a little bit surprised that there was less there wasn't much heat going into this game during the week. The whole thing it felt really flat, and the only game anyone wanted to talk about was the Raiders. I agree. One. And and twenty seconds in, where. When nearly, we, nearly when, a we tra- when we treated to, nearly a, a, bit. to a punch over. Yeah, I, I thought the game was was, was of um, high intensity, but again, it, it just never really seemed to to hit to hit that level. This, I thought this the Roosters. A, this to me had much more of a grand final feel to it. Really, like just how do you mean? Like the the, the you say this about cup finals, you don't want to be the first team to make a mistake. 
Yeah, that's what this felt like. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, like yeah, I get, yeah, I get what you're saying now. Almost of like a, almost of like an origin decider. Where yeah. you don't want to be the first team to put the ball down. Yeah, you just kind of play it safe, play it safe, and then you you wait and wait and wait. Well, th- yeah, and we did wait and wait and wait because <laughs> God, this was a grind. Well, I, I I get what you're saying because it did feel like every mistake and every error and every penalty had such a weight attached to it. Like even the first, even the first penalty, when when Asafa Solomona pushed Takiyaho. Gave away the penalty. The Clayton's punch from Takiyahu. He should he should be suspended for that attempted punch. <laughs> that for for against the spirit of the game. Um, but as uh, the Roosters get the penalty, kick the two points, and you're kind of like, I can't I can't believe that happened. Like why would you why would you do that so soon into a game? Those two points could be so vital later on, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, and you kind of. Those, but it was just a penalty goal. Mm. But you're like that. That could be so big in the in the kind of grand scheme of things of this game. And I know that they only ended up like it was. There were only 20 points scored in this well, game, but that's 10 percent of the points. Exactly. And um, after Tedesco scored the try, and Mitchell got the kick from the sideline to put him eight eight out, and that was kind of it because you knew the Storm didn't have two scores in him. Mm. You know, it was just it was just that sort of game. So it's funny the the. The defences were both so good that they kind of cancelled out each team's attack. And yeah. I think this is one of the few games this year where Melbourne really missed either Cooper Cronk or Billy Slater. Because essentially they're you running... tell me they missed two of the best players the last 20 years? <laughs> well, it's a, it's, it's a real measure of how good they are and how good the replacements are. That they've still managed to keep on. But like just from a technical standpoint, they didn't have anyone who was at first receiver a lot of the time. Like Smith's the best dummy half on the team, but he's also the best first receiver on they, the team. They honestly should have just... Play, they should play the whole game with Brandon Smith at hooker and just move Smith to seven. That would have been an incredible flex, and I would have been here for it. Yeah. But like Hughes, Hughes and um, Pappenhausen and Munster are all really good players. But I thought there were times when they were too deep. There were other times when they were too flat. There were other times when the ball just there were chances out wide, and the ball just took too long, too many passes to get there. Yeah, you know what I mean. And he- against a defense as as well organized as and that anticipates things as well as the Roosters do. Like, you're just asking to get eaten up. There, there was, as you were saying, the whole playing, you know, the best hooker in the history of the game at first receiver. There were a number of moments where Smith got the ball and kind of just ran sideways mm. because, like, just nobody wanted to go with him. Yeah. And as you say, it was an indictment on the fact that they don't really have kind of a play caller, and they've gotten away with that a lot just because they've been so good this mm. season. But... Yeah, there were there was one where uh, Storm were attacking the the Paddington end, and he just kind of ran sideways, and he kept trying to find somebody to go back in, in on in for an inside ball, an inside ball, and then eventually he threw one, and they just got tackled. Just in like just nothing yeah. happened. I, I don't think it's a coincidence that in these two semi-finals that Melbourne have lost, they've come up against I think the second and third best defensive teams in the competition, and also Cameron Munster hasn't had as dominant a game as he has had mm. at other times this season because they rely on Munster to make up that difference. Like you say, they don't really have anyone outside of Smith that gets them around the park. And that's something that Slater did really well towards the end of his career that sort of got overlooked a little a, a little bit because um, he was you know Slater and he's quick and all that sort of stuff. But Slater really got them around the park well and that was part of the reason they were able to exist so well even though Cronk left. So I don't know what Melbourne are going to do with that next year because they're clearly good enough to beat well, just, just play, about everyone just else in the competition. Yeah, just, just throw more fullbacks at the pro. Just tape a few fullbacks together <laughs> and it'll get the job done. The other thing, losing Felice Kafusi was a really, really big deal mm. because 
They didn't have anyone else who'd even played a little bit of edge back row. Dale Finucane ended up doing it. I don't think he's played on the edge since like 2012 or something like that. So they lose that uh, edge, which is which is extremely potent with Kafusi as a runner and as a distributor. They love using him as like a pivot man that they all sort of work off. And they really missed him defensively as well. It's not a coincidence that Boyd Corden has sort of ate him to bits, given that, you know, they were a little bit out of sorts out there. Mm, so Like a hairy Wade Graham. Well, that's what his mates call him, you know. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I, I think um, the Roosters were the better team on the night for sure, but they also had like a couple of, of little breaks sort of go their way and with two teams that are as evenly matched as the Storm and the Roosters that that can often be the difference it was it was funny that we we talked about like previously that the Storm had such a fantastic defensive record they'd only lost by more than four what once this season or something like that you know they had well, a, they, they um, lost by four to the Raiders in round 22 and those are the biggest loss in yeah the season. so they you know they had this mad defensive record they kept kept winning and kept winning and kept winning and then the one time that they couldn't score they couldn't keep a team out. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I, as well, I said, yeah, I feel like this was the game that, that the game that we had to have. Well, Mitch has been saying all season that he to him the Storm had a look of a team that would lose. He said a home prelim, but you know mm. Joey Lalo put paid to that up the boys up the milk. And this like their limit their their limitations. They don't have many, but they kind of were brought to the forefront in this one. And like it, the Roosters, their attack wasn't wasn't outstanding by any means. They scored two tries, one where Tedesco just got just got the ball off a break and managed to power over. And one where the, where Melbourne had the ball wrapped up and Tupo, just because he's got the longest arms in the universe, was able to mm. reach out and flop it back for whoever it was. I think Cordner. it was Boyd Coordinate, that's right. Yep. So yeah. Up the milk. That's that's my conclusion. Mm. <laughs> I just thought that like um I, I, they just completely lacked, as you said, any structure from first receiver onwards. Just really wasn't there. A lot of times they just chuck the ball to Ryan Pappenhausen and just like, hey, see what you can do. Um, and he did big really... Night, big Knights energy. Well, <laughs> it, it was a little bit like well, that at times. the storm to the Knights, wow. Huge. <laughs> he did have that nasty... He did get cut open with the... Oh, dude. My guy got knocked the fuck out. Has it happened twice in two weeks, by the way? There's two teammates killing each other. <laughs> I don't know, man. Wild the time. three Stooges, they're back. <laughs> Slapstick rugby league is what we're <laughs> Slapstick rugby league's back and better than ever. Um, but yeah, Mel, uh, the Roosters' defense was almost as good as Canberra's on Friday. It might have actually even been better just because the Storm threw a little bit more at them than South threw at Canberra. Who knows? I don't know. This game might be nil all this weekend. Uh, I'm worried about that. Uh, do we want to? Do we want to preview the uh, the big dance? Uh, probably. Yeah, I think so. Alrighty, Eastern Suburbs versus Canberra at the Olympic Stadium. Oh, I thought you meant uh, Newtown Jets versus Burley Bears. <laughs> Sorry. The slightly smaller dance. Shout out to my guy Will Kennedy, man of the match in the grand final. Oh yeah, we should what a try. briefly what speak a about try. that. Up oh the Jets. man, so I, I'm sure most of you guys, most of you guys would have seen, but Newtown versus Wentworthville in the grand final. It was seventh versus eighth. McIntyre system in the building, and it was a really tight, tense game the whole way through. A Billy Magulius, a lock forward, um, who's contracted Cronulla, played a couple of games this year. Someone that that club's really excited about. He set up two tries with his kicking game. Wild, hashtag big, man, hashtag big man season. Including the winner where he cross-kicked for Tyrone Phillips in the 95th minute or something weird like that. And Will Kennedy, Will the Jet Kennedy, a fullback I have so much bloody time for. I think he could be a real player. Backing up on the inside, scored the try. Man of the match. Up the Jetos. Yeah, good win for them. Um, didn't watch any of the Queensland one, but Burley won by a lot. Burley won by a lot. I only saw highlights because it was on at the exact same time. Weird. Which was, uh, yeah, unfortunate. Well, I mean, it is still 1953 in Queensland. True. <laughs> I mean, 
not as weird as you know having a women's standalone oh, game and the New South Wales Cup final. Oh, that was so dumb. On on opposite sides of Sydney. Um, I must say though, uh, good game to go to. Like a no, I said good game to go to. Not oh, good ground. Sorry. Yes. Uh, can we just play my soliloquy to like out from a couple of weeks yeah, ago just, here? Like, just remember it. Uh, yeah. No yeah. f pass. Toilets that don't work. The things of that ap- atmosphere, history, the community, uh, things, yeah. like, things of that nature. The, yeah. the, 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 I, I did speak to Mary Kay, friend of the pod, at the at the game, and um, she informed me that the toilet stopped working in the corporate area last at the Sharks game. Hell yeah! So uh, get a taste of your own medicine, so to speak. <laughs> I wonder, baby. Corporate stooges. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but yeah, that game was great. It was a good game. I didn't. Uh, I watched every minute of every dub game this year, bar the Broncos Warriors game this week, because I was unfortunately. Platooned at the GWS Giants <laughs> live site. Uh, that is a considerable L, my good dude. Uh, I got a free milkshake, so I said L. Free milkshake, mm-hmm. so I mean that was fine, and um, was I got paid to milk? be there. It was I got banana. Mm. I asked for lime. They Which didn't had have more any. structure, the milkshake or GWS? Jeez, I got him. Does even do even the good AFL teams have structure? Yeah, I don't know. It's a they, silly. They sport. don't. They run around. Uh, it's, it's, Saturday was Sharon Day, but it is a silly. silly I mean, we sport. did put on Holy Grail by Hunters and Collectors yeah, on the drive did. back. <laughs> like today of all days. I was thinking of putting on up there Kazali as well. Oh, no, you, you would have got vetoed. Can't get two, Sharon. You might have been ejected from the car. It might have happened. <laughs> um, so if, if either of you would like to briefly talk about that Broncos Warriors game, that would be great. I didn't, didn't I see didn't a second. It. Yep, good I chat. Warriors won. I've shout out to Ruan Sims scoring a try in a last game. That was a nice moment. That was nice. Got, got cheered off. off the field. Yeah, in, that was a nice moment tears. for her. Yeah. Um, the Raiders won. Uh, Jess Sergis was brilliant again. Their outside backs, her Penetani, um, uh, her Horn, Tungai, they're Do all they killing have, it. Does Corbin McGregor play fullback for them as well? Not no, certain. Corbin McGregor uh, plays for the Roosters. Betty, yes, of course. Betty Sorry, my bad. They have both Betty Welch and she has yeah. been balling out. That's right. She was at the Roosters last year, came across to the Dragons when Sam Bremner got pregnant and Up, she's had a great there season. There you go. Up the dub. Yep. Uh, yeah. That's that's all I got for that. Mm. Uh, alrighty. Now we do have to preview the big dance. Yep. Uh, so South one jersey flag. They did over the Raiders. No, they, they did. So some would say I had the real winner. <laughs> there was an incredibly weird ruling in that game, though. Sorry really? that we keep jumping I, back. I hadn't seen it. Okay, so I only read about it. I didn't see it either. But apparently the siren went, mm. and a South player threw the ball over the sideline because they were winning by two points. Mm. And the referee blew a penalty for deliberately throwing the ball over the sideline. Did he throw it forward? forward? Throw it forward? Over the yeah, yeah. And that's a deliberate forward pass. What a ruling! But yeah. also, was it in kicking distance? They missed it. Was it like I don't know? Was it well, the Raiders the took a sh- well? The Raiders took the shot, but they missed. Do we know where from? No, unbelievable. I must solve this mystery. I thought what they got rid right? of the deliberate forward pass rule. No, That's why I was so confused. No, because I've seen. I've, uh, you guys remember 2014, round 26. Reynolds was doing the same thing. He was running, going to run over the sideline. They're playing the Titans. The Titans boys were coming at him, and before he went over the sideline, he should just flicked it at him like that. <laughs> It's very clearly a pass, yeah. and they pinged him for a deliberate forward pass. Because Whitehead had got. I do remember Whitehead that actually. That was that was the, weird in the Melbourne game, in the Canberra Melbourne game. Yeah, threw it forward over the line, and everyone was like, "Well, that should have been a penalty." Yeah. Well, yeah. Great referee. I didn't know that. That's and then that's Raiders sick. missed the penalty goal. Well, yeah, but you know, I can't so, win them all. Speaking of Ra- Raiders players missing penalty goals in finals games <laughs> against Souths. Well, that did happen this week mm. in both games. Uh, speaking of Raiders Souths. Just before we go on to the big dance. How many times have we been going to go on to the big dance? We've the actually fucking like jersey clash. Back. Oh, yeah. That, in yeah, both could, games. Could you tell what was going on? Um, one team in black pants lost. People know you're colorblind, if that hasn't been mentioned before. Yeah. yeah Dale was having a rough time but on even, Friday night. But even for people but who bizarre, yeah, even like I'm green. I'm sure. Both teams are green. Because oh, I, I thought all week that Souths were going to wear that red jersey with the green V that yeah. they have. And then they just didn't. 
Very strange stuff. Because I thought at some point someone would throw the ball to like a support player in the other jersey. Well, Elliot Whitehead did. Well, that was an intercept. There you go. Yeah. He makes a valid point. Now on to the big dance. Hey, the big dance. The grand dance. Here we go. Alrighty. East of Suburbs versus Canberra at the Olympic Stadium. On uh, on the public holiday weekend, so y'all can rest. Should your we preview noodles. the NRLW Grand Final first? You're uh, going to have to take the lead there. Uh, here's the preview: Brisbane are going to win. Moving on. Yep. Should no. we preview the state championship? Uh, no, we shouldn't because it's stupid and it shouldn't happen. We should not preview that. Who cares? I think the Dragons will win the dub. Mickey Mouse game up the Jedos though. Mm. Yep. Okay. Team lists are out. Is there anything else we can wind it back to, or do we actually have to talk about the Grand Final? We have to talk about it. Okay, I'm not sure I'm ready. Can you guys start, please? Okay. Uh, Jake Friend's been named. Okay. We- um, that's just that's it. In that's the it. nine or in the twenty he something? He's in the twenty something. Okay. I don't 20. think they should make a change with how well they've been playing. I don't think Jake Friend plays. Sam Verrells has been doing pretty fine. Jake Friend has no match fitness. I think he's going to play. Do you reckon? Yeah, because Trent Robbo's weird. I think that's a mistake. And it is funny to me that they don't have to name their team until an hour before kickoff. Mm. I mean, if they'd been getting by with Victor Radley at hooker and like sort of churning out wins just in spite of that, then maybe. But Sam Verrells has played pretty well. He has, he has. And I, I quite like Verrells as a player. I think um, Friends, I, this is a silly thing because he's the bloody captain, but Friends extremely popular with all the Roosters players. Mm. And I think Robinson might sort of cede to that sort of uh, feeling around the group. You know what I mean? Where if they don't, like, if, if they don't play him, not, not that they'll turn it up or it'll sour him or anything like that but I think it's something the players would, 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 would really want given that he is the senior player he is the captain he's been there for so long that, and it would that be, sort of stuff it would be remiss to obviously the Roosters could be the first team to go back to back yeah since the Broncos yep um, and it would be I know the teams don't think about this kind of stuff but the optics of having both Cordner and him lift the trophy yeah back to back years that would be tight would be unprecedented um, but I'm, I think I'm with you, Bungard. I think I'd just play Verrills because Friends is friends extremely fit, but if he plays Canberra, are going to work him over. They'll run at him every single plate if they have to. And it's to not wear like Cooper Cronk where you can hide him on the wing. Yeah, exactly. He's in the middle. You can't you can't get him out of there, mm. you know? And So you're either going to have to have Verrills on the bench, which takes away a forward, which mucks up your rotation, or you're going to have to put Radley in there, which isn't the best of options. It might be okay for for like maybe five or ten minutes but it's not something you really want to rely on so I've been sort of flip-flopping on that all week but talking it out here now I think I'm with you boys I think just play Verrills I think the point that you make about working over a friend as well and I'm not going to say that he's not ready to go because obviously if they've named him he's potentially ready to play but like the injuries that he's coming back from obviously he had a broken arm and he's coming back from a calf right was collarbone in there somewhere as yeah, well. So he's, he's had a lot of injuries. He's this only year. played five games this season. Yeah, in a nearly thirty game year, right? They, as you say, Verrills is fit. He's rearing. He's ready to go. The thing for me that I would worry if you put friend in there, if he just if there's a flare up, or he, you know, the calf goes again or something like he gets re injured. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you go back to it's having a big risk. you go back to having three three blokes on the bench and Victor Adley who can't pass. I don't one think way. the risk is worth the reward. No, yeah, absolutely, as good as friend is. I maybe it's just because I've been swept up in everything. I think Canberra's going to win. Oh, we're doing predictions right now. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. I, I think I think they have 
the game that can trouble the Yeah, but the they Roosters. could have named their entire under-20s team and you still would pick them to win. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I, I, I would, I yeah, would, but... Under-20s, but under-20s but grand finals. If, it was, if they played like Mounties, Reggies or something, then I would pick them to win out of loyalty. I, I actually think they're going to win. No bullshit. Mm. I do, because I, th- I think they are yeah. uniquely equipped to, to, to get the Roosters. Here's a stat I found this week. Of all the teams that have played the Roosters this year, the Raiders scored the second most points against them. They scored 42 points in two games. The only team that scored more was the Knights, which was blown out by scoring 38 points in a single game. Canberra, Canberra's attack, as we've said on this show many times, isn't based around structural things. It's based. It's a lot of it's based on like effort and energy and offloads and playing off the back of that and just kind of taking what you can get. And when it doesn't work, it can it can be tough. And it was tough on times on Friday night. You know, on Friday night they scored two tries. They scored one try directly off a of South Sydney error, and they scored one try with a tap back and a weird little kick and stuff mm. like that. It wasn't from replicable situations. But I mean, the point that you make about like there's got to be an energy and an effort. Like, yeah. Whiten, if Whiten's not there and doesn't yes, exactly. pick the ball up, then the try doesn't happen. Yeah, and if there wasn't the hard chase on Allen, he might have held onto the ball, but who can say because it's Corey Allen. It it's is not Corey good. Allen. Yeah. So I think if Canberra go into this and they say, you know what, we're going to throw the offloads, we're going to have Leilua and Rapana and Bateman and we're, we're letting it fly, boys. Like, we're going to try some stuff. The Roosters defend so well because they they anticipate things better than any other team. They see what's coming and they're able to shut it down before it even really happens. Mm. If Canberra don't know what's going to happen, how the hell are the Roosters going to know what's going to happen? So what you're saying is that Robbo's training this week is just going to be chaos theory. Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely, man. So they're playing with they're playing with uh, those those reaction balls that you give to slips fielders yeah. to throw at the wall. All right, Cooper, I want you to kick this Rubik's cube. Why? Just do it. Just do it. You've got to solve it with your boots on. Kronk probably already does that. Like he pro- he's probably putting up Rubik like he's bombing Rubik's cubes and they're solving themselves in the air. And footies are coming down. Yeah, somehow. Mm. You know, like it might might be might be. Easy for Canberra to do this, of course. I'm surprised they are as heavy outside. I was going to say it's ridiculous that they are longer odds than the 2014 Bulldogs or the 2017 Cowboys. Yeah, that's wild. Those I, teams I'm, like had were running on fumes, had no business in being yeah. in grand finals. I'm expecting them to come in to like maybe two seventy, two eighty. What are they right now? They're still three bucks. Oh, that's not that's not longer than the Bulldogs 2014. That, I've been misled. They were like four bucks. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Campbell responsible. I th- yeah, I think you guys had the right of it before. I think this will be a really low-scoring game because Canberra and, and the Roosters' defense is, is is so good. I think the Roosters will fancy their chances of mashing up their left side with Canberra's right. Um, Joey Leilua defended quite well against Souths, but his decision-making sometimes isn't all it can be. And I think um, that's where they'll really try to go early and often. But I think Canberra are up to the task. And, yeah, I, th- I think Canberra's going to do it. I think Canberra's going to win this game. I think that the Roosters are going to win about 22 to 2. I just... Sorry. I just... If the if a team with the attacking structures and the adeptness from set plays that the Roosters are had been playing against Canberra on Friday, they would have scored a bunch of tries. It's South's ineptitude that, along with great defense, that um, kept, kept that game so low scoring. I just can't see a way that if... And I, and I agree with you to an extent that, like, the Roosters aren't as well-equipped to deal with the chaotic nature of the Canberra Raiders as they are the rigid and structured Melbourne Storm. But at the same time, I just think that the Roosters' defense is as good a, de- a team defense as I've probably ever seen. And 
I just don't think the Raiders can play that well two weeks in a row. My my biggest problem is, as you say, the Raiders potentially having played the grand. I hope I'm wrong. A week, I hope I'm a wrong. Week I really well, that's do. that that's my major concern. But it, yeah, but but I think at the same time, I've heard that Ricky's Ricky's gone into this just like fuck it, like we may never make a grand final. Yeah, again. let's let's ride this. And shit. he's just like. We want everybody, because I heard this today, we want everybody to come and stand on the side of North Point Avenue and watch the bus go to Sydney. Yeah. And I actually think that's a great move because I think that's that's the that's the way they can do it. With yeah. with with effort and energy and, and they enthusiasm. Are, they are and genuinely just, the people's team in this. They game. are the people's team and just ride the emotion of this. Ride the they might be the until, most until you They can't might be the most the people's team ever. Uh, absolutely. Well, Given that, given up there, given coming up against the Galactic Empire, yeah, you know what I mean. Mm. <laughs> there started to be some stuff come out from the Roosters. They're whinging a bit that everyone hates them. It's like <laughs> you're incredibly rich and powerful and successful. I'm not going to feel sorry for you. Nobody no. is, you know. Mm. As I said, my my biggest concern is a the Roosters. <clears throat> the Roosters are fantastic in shape and attack. Yeah, they are. They're fantastic in defending as a team. They have the best player in the world at the moment in Teddy. Sorry. Uh, I think you find Ken Murray's the best player. Best looking player, potentially. Yeah. I think you find Ruben Garrick's the best player. <laughs> True. Uh, you know, they've got potentially the best player in the world. They've got one of the all-time great, you know, leaders on the park in Kronk playing in his last game. Yeah. Um, I would love the Raiders to do it, but I think it's going to be a stretch. Um. I would probably say maybe Roosters by six, but I can really see this being a weird old grind. Like the same kind of thing as what I was saying with the with the Roosters Storm game is no team wanting to be the first team to drop the ball, no team wanting to be the first team to kick the ball out on the full, et cetera, et cetera. And somebody just kind of like stepping outside this. For this for them for the Raiders to win, I think that they have to they have to they have to be able to bottle the you know, bottle yeah. the lining twice. Well I th- I think um it sounds silly, but I think it's it's absolutely crucial. That Canberra get off to a good start, and that's not necessarily like you know being up twelve nil after ten minutes. But if they can snag a penalty goal or something like that, and they can almost kind of play their way into the game and 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 really hit the roosters in the mouth a bit and make them realise that no, you know we're, don't but, actually hit them because you get seen. <laughs> yeah, maybe Denarius Lewis can hit them. And, and probably miss and, and nice. like yeah, <laughs> and lo- and like you say, Dale, you can see this being a grind. Draw them into that grind. Drag them down there with you. You know what I mean? Because Canberra's shown all this year, if it's if it's a battle of wills, they can go against anyone. You go against a Canberra man when it's all on the line, and you know mm. they'll they'll fight till their You'll never fucking faces come off. You know. Alrighty, so you're going. I'm I'm going to say Roosters by six, but we've uh, we've, we've Roosters walked. by yeah, fourteen to twenty odd. 14 to 20 odd. You know Canberra's biggest loss this year is by 12 points. Yeah, but you... it's I, I could see this going exactly like last year's grand final, to be quite honest. Mm. I don't want to be right here, Campo. Mm. Terry Campisi today told well. me that Canberra's going to win 16-12. Who am I to disagree? <laughs> that would be premiership winning Terry Campisi. He won this year. <laughs> With Queenbean, how good. He did. Um, do we want to say Clive Churchill and first try scorer and things of that nature? Uh, I, my first try score is first try score bets for idiots, and my Clive Churchill is Cooper Cronk. You know, I won with a first try score bet at the game that we were both at on the weekend. Did you? I did. 
Which spent one? It, I spent it. Oh, Croker. I spent it at the pub afterwards. Oh, well, I was a recipient of some of that money, so that, that worked out. Yeah, well. it was you good. Really took that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at, least you won, at least you won something. Look, if um, your team makes the grand final, you've got to shout the bar a couple of times. It's yeah. true. And then if after you did, friend of the show, Jack Cronin also shouted yep, at me. Jack Cronin was getting amongst it. Dave oh. Hogan was getting amongst it. A lot of shouts were had. A lot of sympathy drinks were bought for me. Fantastic. Uh, Clive, Hurt- Clive Churchill for me, I think, will be Tedesco. Yep. Uh, first try scorer, I think, will be Joey Manu. Um, oh, I, and for the purposes of the thing, I'll say Trill, first try. Uh, and weird thing to happen, someone will play the ball the wrong way. Ooh. Lay Lua playing the ball Jack the wrong White. way. Jack that's, White. And, yeah, Jack White to play the ball yeah, the wrong way. Somebody to play the ball the wrong way. Sure, uh, sure. Who, who, who played the wrong... Craig Stapleton in a grand final? In a grand, in a grand final. final, I'm not Lance sure. Lance Thompson did it, but it wasn't in a grand final. I have a feeling Stapleton did Colin it. Colin Best played the ball the wrong way once. Mm. I don't know if anyone's ever done it in a grand final. Well, we'll have to look that. You know who would know? Who? Harry. Harry, Harry Ramage would know. Harry Ramage would know, and he would have the footage of it cut up and sent. And also, to you his in a dad would have sent. Hey, his dad would have sent you a text. Hey, I think I heard you were thinking about this. <laughs> and then he would have some long folksy story about a time <laughs> a guy in Coonabarra being played the ball played the ball the wrong played the ball the wrong way in 1974, and he got run out of town. And then his and then his, his his dams went dry, and all of his sheep died, <laughs> and, and they burned his house to the ground. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say. Uh, my son, Nick Kotrick, to score first. And man of the match, Josh Hodgson. I think we get the Josh Hodgson masterclass. Here's, here's the thing, though. Here's one. If, you, if you're a lunatic like me that loves lunatic bets, Jordan Rapana is 100-1 to 1 to win the Clive Churchill medal. Hmm. Now, that, that's a big price, and it should be big because a winger's never won it before. But if there's a winger that can, it's Jordan he's Rapana. the one. You know what I mean? Mm. So I reckon that's worth a that's worth a fiver. That's mm. worth a a bit of a that's slap. A it's worth a bit of a slap when that's you're forty five beers, beers in the city. Yeah, it's worth a slap when you're forty five beers deep and <laughs> the dubs just finished up on you. <laughs> Simi Renrandra trying the chip and chase. Oh, this will be interesting. Oh, yes, it will, yes. Semi Rundrundra. Oh, he's absolutely buried it. Rundrundra. Alrighty. News time. Um, yeah. Fiji lost to Uruguay this uh, today in the uh, in the rugby. Did you guys see the speech that the Uruguay captain gave after the game? No. So great. You just said, you know, we've been working so hard for this. We're not the biggest. We're not the strongest. But we fight hard. I love my country. I'm so proud. It was very touching. He started crying. Big week for burly lads crying, I mm. must say. Uruguay have won four football world championships. Did what? you know that? What is happening? They won Four. two World Cups. What are you they, talking about? They won about? the two uh, Olympic medals before that. Doesn't it's fucking bullshit. Both of you stop. Prime Ministers thirteen will play Fiji next week. Team: Clint Gutherson, Kyle Felt, Paul Morosky, Brad Parker, Blake Ferguson, Brad Cody Walker, Parker. Mitchell Moses, Paul Vaughan, Ben Hunt, Payne Haas, Way Graham, Tyson Frizzell, Jake Tabojevic, Jaiara, Ruben Garrick, David Feeder, Reid Marnie, Nathan Brown, Thomas Flegler, and Curtis Scott. This, this does that team reads a lot like. The Prime Minister has never heard of rugby league before. Well, he tried to get Gallon to play. And Gal said no. Yeah. <laughs> Be- Look, it's really raised my estimations of Gallon. 
Gal's back. Telling Morris, Kicking kicking banter, drop goals. Telling Morrison to piss (laughs) off. He's he's trying to win us over. My question is, how did Scott Morrison have any time to pick this team when he's been fucking with Trump's (laughs) re-election? A lot of good questions being asked. (laughs) The bodies are buried under Ramonda Stadium, boys. I'm telling you now. Isn't that just a tip? (laughs) Yeah. The Uh, the only thing, the only thing of interest for the PMs, whatever it is, is Mal Meninga is obsessed with Ben Hunt playing hooker. He absolutely loves it. He's going to name Ben Hunt. For the like, maybe every test he ever coaches for Australia as the fourteen, because Ben Hunt can play hooker. Hmm, interesting. It's not really, but still. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Storm player Harry Grant was treated in hospital after a drunken fall. We've all been there. Who I among us? There on, I think I was there on Friday. To be honest with you, Melbourne? who among us? Uh, New Zealand could have been in Melbourne in fairness. He <laughs> could have been. Uh, New- I was spirited. Spirits were the least of your worries. Yeah. Uh, New Zealand's put their head, hand up to host the 2021 Grand Final. That would be so cool, I reckon. I I hadn't even really considered that as a possibility in until park. they brought it up. But I reckon that would yeah, be that sick. would be an absolute guess. Yeah, I, I'm all on board with either Suncorp Just as or Eden Park hosting it. it it's probably going to be though. I hate it? my life. Um, I don't have any more news apart from rugby league's dead. Okay, that's um, that's sad to hear. Rugby league is dead, and Corey Allen killed it. He did. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm going to hammer me with questions. Alrighty, you've been asking for it. It's not Bungard reading the questions. Here's the thing. The two of these two bitch about who's going to ask the questions every time I'm on this show. And I just said off mic. They said, oh, I want to read the questions. I want to read the questions. And I said off mic, can I read the questions? And they both answered at the exact same time, no. Well, you, you work at the Daily Telegraph. It's implied that you don't know how to read. <laughs> oh. Or ask questions. Oh. That's true, but still. <laughs> but you shouldn't draw attention to it. <laughs> All you didn't have to say it. Uh, we'll start off with Michael Darren 79 Embarrassed to ask, but please explain big man season and the origins thereof. Oh, um, it's pretty self-explanatory, isn't it? Like, Who doesn't love big fellas doing footy things that they're not supposed to do? Like big fellas kicking goals, big fellas kicking in general, big fellas scoring winning tries, big fellas playing in the halves. Just warms the heart, bro. Like, you know, and that's kind of it. And... Um, when I started up uh, Campo's Corner, which is my weekly column with the Daily Telegraph, comes out on Wednesday afternoons. Um, I wanted to have like a sort of fun little recurring feature where I could celebrate those things. So I brought, thought up the Golden Hombre and big season was big man season was already kind of out there. So we sort of co-opted it and away we went. And it's um, it, I don't know it's just been a really fun thing. And I've actually been quite tickled by how many people have um, gotten around it. I don't know what we're going to do next year because you know big man season. It's not it's not uh, it's not. Are we a, bringing back the little man? Well, Bungard tried to get tall man season going for a while, and then he tried little, to get little man season going for a while, but neither really I don't think I him. ever tried to get tall man season off the ground. You did, a, with Campbell Graham. You said tall man season. Oh, Campbell Graham and possible. Sean Lane. They were your, they were your, your tall guys. It's weird that I would do that, given that I'm not tall. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. It was just something I was having fun with that you were trying to ruin. That's why you did it. I do like ruining things that you enjoy. True. Uh, alrighty, speaking of things that I enjoy, uh, what happens to the New South Wales Blues Centre of Excellence the other nine months of the year? Just sits there. Next yeah, question. It just it, it's where you store all the excellence. Like, what's the problem? It just it, it the the uh, excellence. Um, That's the surplus. S- the, the, the the excellence is stockpiled over nine <laughs> months and is then released for those three no, months. No, 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 no. They grow the excellence in the basement. <laughs> oh, it's a nine month gestation series, period. They harvest the excellence and distribute yeah. it as needed. Uh, and they also have some sorghum. <laughs> what's been the best Raiders jersey in history? 
That one Ooh. that Dalroot should have bartered with Jack Cronin's friend. Yeah, yeah. Which, Jack, Cronin, jersey. Jack Cronin had an extremely pissed up mate whose name I can't quite remember. And he was wearing one of those joints from like, I think it's from like 89. It's like all white. 89, 87 to 89. I yeah, think. but with like the, the, the blue, yellow and white bars around the sides and Woods on the front in orange. Mm. It was pretty slick. Jack put up a photo of it from um, up for the day after. And it was not pristine. It was good stuff. My guy was out there doing it. My personal favourite um, is probably the 94 one with the Canberra Milk sponsorship on the front yeah. and then the Video Easy on the yeah. sleeves. I think that's my favourite. I got a retro one of that uh, last year and I've worn it to nearly all the games I've been to this year. So. Uh, no one- no love for the 03 Phone Zone kit? Well, that was the first Raiders jersey, that well, one of the first that I owned. It was the first one that I owned where I could make my own clothing decisions. So I wore it a lot. So mm. there's a soft spot in my heart for that one. The worst one is the Aussie male ones, like the bottle green. Oh, they weren't yeah. great. Green. They kind of sucked. A little bit. Uh, RCB Sharks, where do 2019 Storm rank amongst minor premiers who didn't quite do it? Well, the, the ultimate example is the Dragons in 09 who went out in straight sets. Incorrect. The Most ultimate is. example is the 01 Eels, who were oh. arguably the best team ever and oh, they didn't win the call. Yeah. I think like that's like the two... The two ones, like the, the crash out in the semis without firing a shot and then the ultimate choke. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're, probably, they're probably the two, the two best ones. Um, 95, Manly only lost two games all year with the minor premiers and lost the grand final. So that's probably another big one. Um, and I'm going to put the Storm in 2011 up there as well just because they were much, much better than that Warriors side in the prelim and they probably should have beaten them. Uh, if, Flanagan, if Flanagan could be back again... Uh, sorry, it can be back after a year again. Is that really even that much of a punishment? I don't think so. I am. I if it was up to me, Shane Flanagan would not coach again ever. I am in a professional capacity. No way. Yeah, I'm in grants. Yeah. Would you? No. Could, no. I'm just try to explain to people why you think what he did is so bad that it's a, worth a lifetime. It's ban. not. It's not that that what he did this particular time was so bad. It's that this is his second season long ban that he has served. That's the thing. If it's if it's enough to rub him out of the game for a season twice, I mean, if, imagine if it was a player, right? And a player got suspended for something for a year twice. Would he ever come back? Yeah, good point. Mm. Maybe. I mean, you we, know what I mean? And there wouldn't I, be, like, there, wouldn't be allowed some, back into the game. Yeah, there were some stories. There were some stories last week talking about Flanagan and about how tough it's been on him and all that. It's like, mate, you're, you've made your bed here, you know. Mm. You've made your bed here, and you were out, and you've you had another chance, and you've you've done it again. Yeah, yeah. So I, and that's that, that's that's just my personal view. The point that you make about oh, I was so it's so hard for him, it's yada yada yada. But like, as you say, you were banned, and you you did it again. Yeah, like this isn't this isn't like a crime of passion, you know. You haven't stabbed the guy to try and save you. Yeah, mate. and part of the reason he you got banned for a year is you... because in his previous ban, yeah. he was still a big part of the club. They had the receipts. They showed he was emailing them about the roster and about team decisions <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. It's true. So if he flouted the last ban, why would you let him... Uh, anyway, right. I think well, it's... Well a... argued. I just think that people listening might want to hear yeah. some reasoning behind that. And I don't disagree with you. Anyway. Mm. RCB Sharks chimes in again. Uh, would, if the Roosters go back-to-back, would that cement them as the best club of the decade? Well, they already are. I would say yes. Well, this is their fourth grand final in, the, in not, this decade. Not just that, but they've also won, what, like five 500 minor, minor premierships. Yeah, they, they, they clearly are. Yeah, in my humble opinion. I, I think they have to go back to back to get it. Yeah. Oh, you're putting the storm over them otherwise? I'm probably putting them probably about level um, until then. Mm. And then if, if the Roosters win this, they're clearly 
they're clearly ahead. This the, this to me would make them, I don't know, like the Parramatta of the eighties or Manly of the late eighties or the definitely Brisbane of the nineties. Mm. Yeah, but I yeah. think Brisbane Brisbane of the nineties is the yeah that's probably the, the more comparison. appropriate comparison. Uh, Pythago NRL. This possibly gets discussed each year, but who does or does not care about the reserve grade Super Bowl and why? Well, we sort of touched on this. I don't like the reserve grade Super Bowl because the players don't like the reserve grade Super Bowl, and as such, it's never a very good game. I mean, the best example of this was the Hunters two years ago, who were on the cans for the entire week before the game. Well, the Hunters, the Hunters, half the Hunters boys had, had never, never been, been to Sydney before. Yeah. Hmm. But the Hunters, they won the grand final at Suncorp. It was incredible. Like the at the the scenes, like people were weeping at full time. It was incredibly emotional. They had a civic reception in Port Moresby. There were tens of thousands of people there. The Prime Minister thanked them for what they had done for their country. Yeah. And then they had to fly down to this city that none of them had like I think maybe two of them had ever been further south than Brisbane before, playing this huge stadium that they've never been to against this team they don't know for a trophy they don't care about. It was pretty and they lost like forty to two. And they got smashed. And who cares? They, smashed. they didn't like, care. They just it's, treated it's it like a big holiday. Things. It's one of those and good things. on them. It's a good it's a good idea in theory, but in practicality it, it, and, it and just the, doesn't work. And the other problem is if you if you um if you try to make it so that this is a big deal with capital letters, then that in turn devalues the Queensland Cup and the New South Wales Cup, which exactly. we don't want to do. Exactly. I, I reckon just go back to having New South Wales Cup grand final on grand final day. And I know you, I know then the Queensland Cup gets left out in the cold, but... But like we've spoken about this before, but like the Queensland is. Cup is Queensland's best rugby league. Yeah, and it has it has such strong it's links to the community. You can still have a great day at the Queensland Cup Grand Final yeah. with and with, without this extra added. But, but thing. without I, the I really but without the reserve show. grade Super Bowl, me and Matt Coleman would not, never have bet on the Northern Pride at six dollars on Grand Final Day in twenty fourteen. <laughs> what a moment! What a, the boys got up. <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, would you say that this a perpetual home ground advantage and the struggle? Oh, sorry. The Queensland teams find themselves at a disadvantage because there's four parent clubs for 13 feeders, whereas New South Wales have 12 parents for 12 feeders. Would you say this, a perpetual home ground advantage and the struggle to assemble a sober Queensland start adds up to, quite frankly, blatant cheating by New South Wales. <laughs> I will co-sign that tweet from Pythago. Uh, alrighty, moving on. Jack Cronin. Campo, tell me everything with John Bateman is going to work out okay. Everything with John Bateman is going to work out okay because we're going to win on Sunday. Uh, it follows up with, is Damien Cook the pre- in the prelims the new Kirk Cousins in prime time? Ooh. Tasty. Ooh, spicy. Mm. Mm. Make of that what you will. Too no, sad. No, no, com- no comment from our resident rabbit Well, no, that doesn't work because Kirk Cousins is never good. It's more like pa- it's more like Peyton Manning before he won that Super Bowl with the Colts. Is it Tony more Roman like is it like it could Matt's, also is it like how Matt Stafford has like two wins? All right, I'm going to need teams. you to stop comparing Damian Cook to bad quarterback. Is it, is it okay? Is it like Damian Cook is Joe Flacco again? Doesn't doesn't work. Okay, is it like Lamar Jackson? Joe Flacco is only good in the playoffs. Okay. The the only comps that work are Peyton Manning pre 06 and Matt Ryan. They're the only comps that work. I like Matt Ryan. That's that's a that's a that's that's a nice comp. Yeah. Uh, I just twenty eight to three. I just wanted to say that it was nice to meet with all the non Broncos hosts of the podcast Friday night. I enjoyed it very much. You yeah, Thank it was you, a great Jack. night. I enjoyed it very much as well. I'm sorry I didn't stay back for as long as long as I would have liked, but some of us had to go back to Sydney to work in the morning. I stayed out till two ish, but I was a chore to be around. Mm-hmm. We know. Uh, already walked into that, Dave. David Hunter taking L's on the field, taking L's from Dale. Fuck, what a week. God, what a life. Uh, if someone, if someone had to, sorry, if someone from another dimension came up to you and said, 
It said, in their world, you are the greatest of all time NRL star. Would you A, sign a bunch of memorabilia and charge them, or B, go back with them and try to take the place of your double? <laughs> what a question. That is an incredible wow, question. Wee. That is an incredible question. Um, I'll probably just take the money. Maddie McPay answers with A, get all the benefits of free money without the burden of potentially tearing apart another dimension. A, a very valid concern. Also, I assume you lose all the things in your personal life that make life good if you try to steal your alternate self's place. That's a fair point. Yeah, we we are spitballing here. I'd probably t- I'd probably take the money because it would be great, like running out onto the field. But then everyone would say, "Man, Campo's not looking in." Oh, in, sorry. In fighting. Oh, shape. so in this scenario, you don't also become the best. In no, 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 no. You're going over to that dimension. Oh. To, 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 to kill fake me. To steal his life. Yeah. But I'm not as good as him at footy. Well, no, you're as good. You're, you're you, so you're right, as but good alternate as, me as you is, are Alternate now. me is amazingly Alternate good. you's the best player ever. Right. But is that is he the best player ever because everyone else is somehow even worse than me? Uh, or... I, no, I, I, think, I think he... No, well, l- let's say that everyone else is the same and right. you are the only thing that's changed. Oh, so well you've then, gotten much better. Well, then better. no, because you'd get found out within one minute of the first game. Correct. That's probably what I'd do. Or, or what if you just go over there retire. and answer, reti- yeah, answer retirement immediately and just, you know, grow fat off kickbacks and slush funds. Mm. That's really the... I mean, yeah, that that's the only way you'd be able to play it. Mm. And you can never play in a charity game or display any sort oh, no, of... Oh, no, you can athletic. play in a charity game. God, I've watched some horrible True. charity games. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Maybe oh, do that. Maybe, maybe you could go over there and retire and become like the rugby league Jago Maradona, where your personal life is just an absolute piece of shit. Yeah, doing and you do you doing rack on Russian balconies and like bugging at, eyes at and games. shit. And yeah, maybe I don't know. Yeah, this question, this that that's one mm. of the best questions I've ever gotten on here. I reckon it's a very good one. I think option A still just shades it. I think yeah, the money the money would be uh, tough to turn down, and especially because you're not fucking with the space time continuum then. Fair point. Uh, speaking of fucked space time, uh, Lachlan Hancock, who are your favourite under-20s players that never kicked on at your club? Oh, man, i got thousands. Why have you yeah, done Jack this? Cronin, he wrote I the fucking... Thousands. Jack Cronin has the roll, I wrote... rolled out Lil Nas X rolling out a scroll. Yeah, I've... I, in case you guys missed it, I wrote the big column today. Oh, I love the Raiders so bloody much, and it's been, you know, they never win, but I love them all the same, and... All, and all I like that you're mocking yourself for something you chose to write, which I'm almost certain nobody asked you to write. No, I'm, I'm actually I'm actually very proud did, of it. Did it of your own accord? Yeah, I'm actually very proud of it. Um, but you know, oh, man, there's so many. There's Jack O'Hearn. There's Hayden Hodge. There's Mitch Cronin. There's bloody you know, I could, I've, I've, I could go on for ages. What you? I'm sure you guys would have one or two. Though. Oh, Adrian Hangana for me. That's a good one. Yeah. Oh, do you remember Kane Morgan that yeah. played for South? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's another one. Playing one game, one try. Playing rugby for Camden this year. Wild. Got dropped to third grade for a couple of weeks. He, he oh, scored a try point. in the NRL. Junior, scored fourteen tries in three weeks. Junior Polo areas. In in what in twenties? No, in Camden no, rugby Camden. third. Oh, grade in third grade. I was third like, hang on, grade. I would have remembered that. Another one for me is Damon Ali Tovio. He played him in a first grade. He, oh, can that? Yeah, but he didn't like. It wasn't good. Nah, he's a bad boy. Well, well, can I also count Junior Vivi by that metric? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's a good group. Dale, yeah. you got anyone? No. Oh, okay. Uh, alrighty, Butsy Triple Eight. Why is bandwagon such a dirty word in sport? I disagree. I, I yeah. I don't think bandwagon is a dirty dirty word. I think glory glory fans. Yeah, here's yeah. The, here's here's where I think he's getting mixed up because there's two. T- the word bandwagon is used in two different contexts. For example. Everyone with a heart is on the Canberra bandwagon this week. Mm. Whereas Absolutely. every person that goes for Man United is a bandwagoner. 
Yep. If you get me, there's two yeah. different there are, yeah, two that, different uses of the same word. Well, so uh, anyone who goes for the Patriots, who's not from Boston, is a filthy bandwagon. Very, very well put. Yeah. Uh, so we should just stop using it in that second context and start calling them glory hunters instead. Yeah. You glory hunting New England Patriots fan, Nick Campton. Yeah. <laughs> At least he owns it. He uh, does own it. True. What does the off season have in store for you, blokes? I have not thought about anything. There other is no than off season. Um, I don't know yet. Probably what probably watch, probably cover a lot of NBL and big bucket and maybe some A League. Mm. Um, I will actually before we move on from the Patriots thing, Campo, you have said to me several times in when you defend your Patriots fandom that I go for the Raiders in the NRL. Uh, let me have the Patriots in this yes. sport. If the Raiders win, will you stop going for the Patriots? No, because they're my team. Then you have to go for a shit team in the NFL. No, you can't. All things must be perfectly balanced. You must become a Browns fan if the Raiders win the you Super Bowl. Teams. I know, but you, you must. You have to become teams. a Browns fan if the Raiders win. Agreed. Good. You're both terrible. Uh, he says, cheers for the weekly free content. Love your work. Follows it up with, why do I imagine Bungard copped plenty of punches in the arm after Papali scored? No, because I didn't. Actually, I've got, I've got to say, and I tweeted about this. That was the most scenes scenes that I've ever been involved in. No, it wasn't. A, no, at a rugby league when, game. Oh, I was going to say, when Ryan Grant game. scored in the A-League Grand Final, it was 10 times that. No, but like... The scenes. It boys. was like, there were people like jumping over seats and like falling down and hugging people they'd never met before. And there were just fucking limbs everywhere. It was fantastic. It was the second most scenes I've ever seen at an interrogue game. It was fantastic. I'll That's, remember it forever. Yeah, and What's so What's the first, I. Matt? Oh, it was when South scored off the kickoff against the Roosters. That never happened. It did. There were people... That was the most scenes, and I was there at both. Uh, the Papali <laughs> try didn't win them the game. They were already going to win anyway. Uh, but it felt like it did. Felt like it won. Matty McP, 25. Should we knock down Parliament House and replace it with a Parliament House-sized statue of Josh Papali? Yes. He has. That's a separate question. Why aren't we doing this right now? Uh, can we get some Jack Jack Watton chat going on the pod? Is pure energy and passion and never passing the best way to play in the halves? Says Mesut Ozil. I knew that was coming from Mesut Ozil because when he when he found out I was going to be on the show tonight, he messaged me and said, "Can you please talk about Jack Watton?" <laughs> we have. He said it well. He said it well himself there though. Um, me and Dave were both very very out on Jack Watton moving to five eight at the start of the year. There's a season preview column I wrote where I absolutely ripped the idea to shreds. Thought it was really, really bad. Can't believe how well he's taken to it, how quick his progress has been. And I actually think his eagerness to run actually hurt Canberra a little bit on the weekend um, because there might have been more chances for him to run if he just passed a couple of times. But at the same time, you want him to trust his instincts and he's the size of a house and quick as the wind, so you want him to run a lot. And uh, Run yeah. he did. And run he did. Run mm. he did. Uh, when Josh Papali took the ball on Friday night, what did he see in front of himself? A, the defensive line, or B, a mirage? <laughs> the, forgotten, <laughs> the forgotten whispers of defenders past, a simple construction of his mind that would have been dismissed as quickly as it formed. <laughs> Who wrote that? Dave, very good. <laughs> you, were, you, were tw- you were 12 sheets to the wind at that stage. All right, Gilby Gillard. What was Ricky Stewart's best positional change this season? Papali to prop or White in a 5-8? Papali to prop for me. I think Papali to prop happened... Well, Papali to the middle happened last year. True. But if we're... I I think it's Papali. I think it's Papali because White has been very... I just told you how good I think White has been, but Papali, it's... um, it's sort of it's been a little bit transformative for the team and for Mm. him, I think. My, My thing is not necessarily just the fact that he's gone to prop, 
But also, as we mentioned, I think it was last week or the week before, the way that the Raiders... It was the week before, sorry. The way that the Raiders now organise themselves as middle forwards. Mm. Like, the fact that uh, Papali started from the bench against Melbourne was because the forwards, the middle forwards, have obviously have some say in the way that their rotation works, and they decided as a unit, Mm. along with Ricky, that Papali starting from the bench was the best idea. They all agreed on it. Papali was in on it. They all knew... As, as I said, it's not necessarily just that he's gone in instead of being a edge, he's gone in to be a middle. It's that their their group of four or five middle forwards, all, they're clearly singing from the same song sheet, mm. which is, I think, as important as having yeah. the big man He was He was always a really good edge forward. He was better than a lot of people gave him credit for. He might be the best prop in the competition. Mm. Like, he was great on the weekend. He was great in Origin 3. But he's the best middle forward on the field in Origin 3. Um, so yeah, I think Papali, but it's 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 a close run thing. Uh, Goddamn Gunton with, uh, why haven't you dyed your whole body painted green? And is your whole week just a green blur? A lot of green going on, boys. I'm not going to lie to you. There were a lot of green beards down there. Yeah, there, there also, were. speaking of green beards, there were I, well, the, the mascot is, ripping I, his head off. Oh, iconic! I cannot believe it happened. It was so cool. He's like. been he's been Victor the he's been Victor the Viking for like ten or fifteen years now. And there's a photo that the Canberra Times put up today of him just like giving it to the crowd in celebration. And I was... They were loving it though. Yeah, it was crazy. It was was so cool. Some children getting traumatized, let's be quite frank. Yeah, but you know. Uh, Gilby Gillard follows up with how many CNK shirts have been sold? Um, I think we've sold a bit over 50. Jeez, that's good. Which is a fair few. We've sold um, a few stickers and phone cases and things like that. We've raised... I think nearly three hundred bucks for the Ricky Stewart Foundation. Good stuff. Redbubble are pretty stingy. I only get a couple of bucks a shirt, um, but yeah, it's been a real success, which is great. And uh, there was a good story in the Telegraph last week that Nick Walshaw did, where he asked Chance about the shirts, and he seemed pretty chuffed by them, which is really cool. Did you get a mention in that? Uh, no, I didn't. Did you ask to not be mentioned in that? Yes. Smart move. Uh, alrighty, what are we all going to do without this weekly podcast? Should there be a summer beach league and who else apart from Damien Cook would play? Well, Damien Cook can't play rugby league. He retired on Friday. Uh, David Hunter. <laughs> Bungard's thrown <laughs> his mic Remember when Bungard was on this show? <laughs> uh, welcome to Dale and Campo Weekly. Who else would play? Beach footy. I feel like Cody Walker would be really good. Yep. Brendan Elliott. Brendan Elliott, yes. I'll tell you who would. That, that is a good show. Brad Parker would not be allowed to play because his knees would not let him. Yep. And he's also... And redheads aren't allowed in the yeah, uh, the English players would be confused what sand is. Well, ro- uh, uh, why, why is this stone so small? <laughs> <laughs> why is the water moving? I don't understand. <laughs> what, what are those weird things out on that blue bit? What's this big bright thing in the sky, guys? Help! Help! Uh, also, uh, who else would be who else would be good in that? Uh, I mean, Sean Johnson, I reckon. Tamalolo. Imagine him. Imagine him going up. He would play on the sand dunes. <laughs> Uh, sand dunes are created when Tamalolo tries to sidestep <laughs> on sand. That's how the that's how the waves come about. Too. <laughs> uh, David Hunter follows up with, "Why should we have a big man sprint on Grand Final day, and who would win?" Well, I have had I have had like sort of pissed up conversations where we said, "What if it's a reverse big man sprint where you all go your fastest, but whoever comes last is the winner?" You know what I'm saying? So the slowest runner wins the race. The slowest fast man. Yeah, the or tallest. No, the slowest big unit, like. The guy that takes 20 seconds to run the 100 or something. Mm, you know so what I'm saying? You, you and me, effectively. Well, Ben Hannett's the champion. Mm. Ben Hannett, the ambitious walker. Like, 
ne- never, never really broke out. Hang on, into a full a- Aaron Woods would run him close. Aaron, Aaron Woods wouldn't run. We saw what his defensive effort was like. <laughs> oh, that man's running away from me. Is it just current players? Let's pretend that we're doing the fastest one. Brent Lawrence is no longer with us. So um, yeah, Brent Lawrence. He would have won. Shout. Peak Andrew Fafita could really. Oh, move. I'll say. I reckon. Adam, I reckon Asol for Solomon would go pretty Adam close. Reynolds. <laughs> and I know, I mean, about, that's not a dig about the weekend The bloke is dead set on the train Yeah but we're talking yeah. about fast again we've, we've pivoted back Oh apologies And he, he's not a prop Cypher Solomon Solomon has probably got a bit of go about him Jordan McLean Nah he's too, lumb- he's to be, too lumbering Are we I talking think. about pro- only props? Big men Yeah Tyson Frizzell is the correct answer That's a good shout I'm mm. not sure he counts as being big enough He's a big man He's pretty hefty Hmm mm. Would you? You wouldn't say he's a small man, would you? Would, who would you have? A, could we have a small man skill? Uh, sorry, big man skills skills thing. So no, like because jo- John Asiata wins. Well, Coltrane wins if he enters. Yeah, true. Luch as well. Luciano. Yeah, Luch is Luch would do quite well. Mm-hmm. Well, I need a skills challenge between those three yeah. right now. <laughs> and then let's get like the most Gumby forward imaginable as a fourth, just for lols. Oh, Dinamis. <laughs> yeah, sure, that, that works. Dinamis somehow pull, pulls out all these. Dinamis wins. <laughs> Dynamis uh, upsetting Coltrane in a skills challenge would be the biggest upset in rugby league history. It would be a tough look for your guy at Camper, I'll tell you that much. And for our guy, the Coltrane. <laughs> and for, well, we're all Coltrane guys. I mean, in fairness, the Coltrane... Has, he I've heard the Coltrane right, was Coltrane, the first... If Coltrane goes in some sort of skills competition and Boom Rookies isn't sponsoring him, like, what the hell are we doing? We would be. We'd, I, I'd reach into my own pocket, to be quite honest with you. Why, <laughs> is, the, the why is the Coltrane not blowing the horn? Mal's got They've chosen it. Mal Meninga Mal's over the coal train, which is controversial. Mal's got to do it. Uh, yeah. Alrighty. Uh, where are we? Skill Hello. Whose Bones. Na- whose name is fantastic. Lula. <laughs> Lewis flipped past the Rapana. Fantastic. Uh, now that Josh Papali simply scores tries when he feels like it, how many will he score in the grand final? I'm thinking at least 40. I'm thinking... 12. All of them. I mm. hope he scores all the tries. Uh, Harvey G. What's the biggest ever Clive Churchill medal, howler or robbery? Ooh, okay, so year off a while ago. Now, back before I started at the telly and I was just sort of running my own website at uni and not doing much work and, you know, generally just being a drain on society, one of the things I wrote was ranking all the Clive Churchill medal winners from, it was 2014 when I wrote it, so there was 28 of them, so from 28 to 1. I think I had all the losers as the first ones up. Yeah. And I think the most egregious one ever is Brad Mackay winning in 1993. Because back then, what they did was is they awarded the Clive Churchill medal 10 minutes, or they decided on it 10 minutes before full time. Yeah. And the judges that day were the current, were the immortals of the time. So it was three dragons guys. I just held up four fingers to indicate three dragons guys. That's how good I'm going, fellas. Mm. Mm. So Gaznia, Langlands, and Johnny Raper have all. Um, have all picked Mackay, the Dragons guy, in a game the Dragons were never in, and they didn't score a try, and they didn't do much of anything. So I think that's the worst ever. You've argued really well. I don't. I've never seen that game because I was too young. Um, As was I, but I've yeah, but you've gone since. back and watched it because you're a, you're a much bigger old league tragic than I am. Well, well in well, our time, recent years then. Let's oh, go Cherry on. Evans. Yeah, Cherry was bad. I think that that's the clear answer mm. of the winners. I'd say Slater beating Cronk was pretty bad. Yeah. In 12. Yep, that's a good shout. Cronk was exceptional that day. And I actually think uh, Slater beating Smith in uh, 17. I know Cameron Smith is drowning under the weight of the awards he's won, so no one's got to feel too sorry for yep. him, but I thought he got sharp oh, actually, that day. Was it, this wouldn't have been... Oh, there was, there's 2015 and 16, they got it wrong. JT 
was a yep, pretty did. poor choice. That, was he was a poor choice. Jake Granville, Kyle Felt, Michael Morgan, Tamalolo. From the from the Broncos side, day. you could have had Hodges. Uh, you could have had Milford. Milford. Well, if, if there was ever a case to say a losing player should have won it, it was probably Milford. That yeah, day. especially well, uh, given that they were winning that game with one yeah. second left. Um, and then 16, the next year, Fafita didn't get it for obvious for obvious reasons. He didn't yeah. get it because he was in the doghouse with the. Powers that be. Mm. There's the fat cats, fat cats at big, a, at big footy. Fat cats out of big cats NRL. Doghouse. Yeah. Um, there's been a few howlers, and then there's there's been a couple of years where, like, it hasn't been the right guy, but it's still been a pretty good guy. Yeah, like, right Sam getting it over guy. George in 2014 was fine. Yeah, that's, that was fine. John's enough. beating Ben Kennedy in 01 was fine. Well, here's another bad one Boyd in 2010. When yeah, it should have been, been Nightingale. Should have been Nightingale, or maybe could have been Jeremy Smith, who was yeah. also very good that day. Um, my personal favourite. Clive Churchill medal winner ever is Luke Prittis. And he I, was, I actually think that's the best game that was, I've ever seen anyone play in a grand that, final. And that he was, was amazing. I was listening to Grandstand on the way to the women's game. And Luke Lewis said that that game by Luke, by Luke Prittis was the best game he's ever seen in a grand final. And it holds final. up if Incredible. you if you only yeah. look at stats, which someone pulled the stats up when we were talking about this the other week. I think Harry did. Mm. And it, the stats support it as well. Mm. It wasn't just the eye test. He had like 180 metres at hooker with two tries. Yeah, well, he, they, they that scored, pass he they, threw... They was, scored three tries. He set up two and scored the other. Probably. The pass he threw for that Luke Rooney try was yeah. crazy good. Well, here's an interesting thing. I think... If Canberra win on Sunday, I think that like quite similar to that 03 grand mm. final is is a, like that's a path to victory. I see for them. You know yep. what I mean. Mm. So if Joe Tarpanay makes a cover tackle <laughs> on Brett Morris, <laughs> now we're talking the tackle of Can, the day. Talk about that. I mean, I haven't seen the rest of it since this, but I saw like three days ago the NRL was doing like a bracket of greatest grand final moments. Oh yeah, that and bracket is Darren Albert's try lost in the first round. Yeah, you know what? To something that I don't even remember. Billy Slater's try in 2012. Because, Who gives a shit? I, t- I don't know. It's a good idea that's been poorly executed. Uh, Darren uh, Albert's try is number one. Scott Sattler's tackle number two. I would say Kyle Felt's. No, well, that whole that whole Cowboys finish. No, nah, because like the try was the try itself wasn't a particularly remarkable try. If you get what I mean, like it was an amazing Al- moment. Yeah, but that but, that but won them the game. Remember, the, 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 the Felt try might have been the most memorable moment of that game. The Ben Hunt drop is more memorable. No, we have a fucking drop named after it on this show. Oh yeah, well that is the true arbiter of what's memorable. <laughs> more people not. will remember the Ben Hunt drop for eternity than the Carl Felt try. I, no, I disagree. I disagree. Because it's not it's not just the felt try, it's the the thirst and kick hitting the post, and then the draw. Like I would have that entire seven minutes. Oh, sure. Or as oh, like, it's it's an iconic that, couple that of minutes, but for me, you know what I'm saying. That like Albert's number one. That's, that's Sattler tackle. Sattler's probably number oh, three. I don't know about that. And mate. then Benji top. flick pass number four. That's, really, I think I'm that's really, that's a good top. I'm four. really eyeballing this. And then Joe Tarpany's cover tackle on Brett Morris yep. on Sunday. That's in probably the, number four. Joey A. Lua fend on the Troll Mitchell. Joey A. Lua tearing his own eye out to try and get some of that Melbourne energy back. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, that, that Luke Prittis game, probably the best game anyone's ever played so in their grand final. And that grand final still remains my favourite grand final. Thought that good, game, uh, very good choice. Thought that game was awesome. I think that's about where we'll leave it tonight. Yep. Uh, Cambo's got to go home and do some work, which I know will shock some of you. Uh, not me. I'm a great believer in your work. Don't let anybody <laughs> tell you. The, don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Despite the fact that I'm not quite sure what work is. Uh, thank you for coming on. Thank Thanks you for, for me. thank you for indulging us on the weekend. We'll probably need to get either a, 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 someone from that's involved with the winning team on. 
after the show, well, uh, after the grand final. So I hope that we see you next if week. If Canberra win, pull me out of the drunk tank and I'll be on the show. We well, we'll, we'll give you a couple to, of days. I was going to say, we may <laughs> well, Monday's a public holiday, so we we'll we'll have probably to the be Tuesday at the earliest. <laughs> can, yeah. can you do a podcast through a wall if you're in the drunk tank? I don't oh, know. We'll just, we, we can we'll find, stick, let's find we'll stick, out. Stick the microphone through the food Let's hole. find out. All righty. Thank you again, John. Um, live from the train camper fell asleep in and he's woken up in the, <laughs> in the, in the train in yards in Lithgow. Okay, one, one real quick story to finish up. So I had some. I had a cousin and some mates that went to the 2001 grand final, like just as neutrals. They weren't Newcastle or Great game. or anything like that. And they were sitting in the Newcastle fan section. So they got swept up in it and they were loving it and all that sort of stuff. And then out of the ground, they were coming out of the ground, everyone's celebrating and they all get separated. And a couple of the boys get home to Kim. And it's before everyone sort of had mobile phones. They're like, oh yeah, what happened to so-and-so? Sort of lost him on the way. And they got a call from him at nine o'clock the next morning. And they said, bro, where are you? And he goes, mate, I'm in Newcastle. And what had happened was he'd been sort of swept up onto one of the Sid Fogg buses, found out where they were going and said, you know what? I'm okay with this. I'm letting this happen. Mm. So he went to the big reception they had up at Marathon Stadium, stayed up there for three days. Good on him. Good on him. There you go. Huge chance that happens to me on Sunday for Bushman. Alrighty, and on that note, thank you, gentlemen. We'll see you next week. Up the milk. Up the milk. Up the milk.